Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Let's get underway. Saturdays were made for this. The biggest names and the biggest games are right here. Triple M rocks the NRL. Thanks to our mates at King G. Welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrub. Love to have your company heading towards kickoff. Three o'clock, the Titans taking on the Knights. My name's Tony Squires. Mark Geyer is here, Ryan Gurgler. Uh, Reedy is not with us. Uh, we will get some mail from Reedy shortly. And, of course, the great man Peter Sterling will join us at 2 o'clock. On top of that, Jer- Jerome Luai, after the Panthers' brilliant performance last night, he will be on the show. Ben Dobbin will have a look at what is going on with the Broncos. Gee, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? Always oh, a lot bro. going on north of the border. Mm, absolutely, and a lot going on in this show. Look, j- just uh, I just want to throw a quick one at, at the two of you. It's not just me who's been saying it. We've seen a lot of quick boys running around in this competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for a long time, the Fox, Josh Adokar, the fastest man, fastest man on the planet, I mm-hmm. think uh, Phil Gould might have called him on several occasions. I-, I think what we do have, and I'm not the first to propose this, we need to uh, reinvigorate, reinvest, and, uh, and do the race. Well, let's find out. Let's get the top eight mm-hmm. and let's have a sprint race. Now, I think... The top eight... All- you yeah. wouldn't get one yeah. from every club? No. Why, how, Top eight. So what, it's what a, the final well, of the Olympics. You're taking Ryan Pappenhausen out, so you, if you've already got Josh Adokar, yeah. I, I think you can put them both in. I, well, think, I think we so just find too. I think we find the, the best eight. We uh, allocate a lane. And I'm proposing, okay. um, Mr. Abdo or, or whoever's listening, uh, Prime Minister Volandis, that, <laughs> <laughs> that perhaps yeah. Magic Round, we're oh. all there. They're all there together, mm-hmm. so we find a, a space where we can have this race. Yeah, okay. okay. Can I, can I just Why don't we through? just do it at Suncorp? Yeah, that's, I'm, that's, yeah and I'm saying a space between games where, where, yeah. oh, where it does you said you wanted them. to take him somewhere else. No, to no, do no. It. I'm not, like, I don't, don't do it half time in a game where one of these guys is playing. We just no, need no. to nut it Coach out. Coach wouldn't like that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, can I, can, um, so what are you MG, do? can I just go through my yeah. eight? I see if I've missed any. But yeah, okay. I'm, obviously, in lane three and four, I've got. Josh Adokar in three. Yep. yep. Uh, in the middle. And I've gone after last night, we saw what Jason Saab did. Okay. Chasing that ball. Phenomenal. Got to be in it. I think he's got to yep. be in it. Yep. Oh, oh, just an addendum. I'm, I'm thinking of having two awards. I'm thinking of having first past the 40 metres post. Okay. And then the 100 metre <laughs> as well. Because yep. there are different guys who can do different things. Yeah, there are. So in that regard... Who uh, would stop after 40? We no, not stop, but I, well, some would. I, I'm tipping you. Know, I'm tipping you know, like your Matt Dufty. I would might get in there just because I know Damien, Damien Cook. Damien Cook, correct? Are they he's, both in there? Well, they're in mine. Okay. They're, they're in mine. Yep. Ryan Pappenhausen, him. Yep. Uh, you know, he's certainly in there. Yep. Uh, so I've got Josh at, at, at a car. I've got Jason Saab. I've got Xavier Coates because there was a yes. great chase down definitely as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and Damien Cook. And I've thrown Charlie Stain in there yep. as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What? How? You, I'll give you uh, one. Is that I'll all give you another one? I'll yeah, give you another one. What about the hammer from yeah. the Cowboys? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll Is give it? you another one. What about, why. what about James Roberts? Oh, wow. James Roberts? We might there we go. We There's eight. Heats. There's eight. Oh, we might need a heat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, maybe just a semi-final. Yeah. Two, one, two semi-finals and a final. I was going to throw Kenny Mamalo in there, but after that turn last night, <laughs> Jason Saab, I think we saw the result. <laughs> Absolutely. That's your booker. <laughs> That's uh, Stephen Crichton, uh, he, he's... 
Uh, he's yeah. silky, but I'm not sure he's going to get there. No, I don't know what his top end speed is like, Tony. Yeah, I mean, we get, we're seeing those measurements come up. You know, where they, they run at they, their peak thirty point, whatever it is. Yeah. What about someone like Bailey Simonson? I reckon he'd yeah. be quick. He's, he's been he, like a he's runner, an isn't athlete. He? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Haven't Nickel seen Clock him in the clear though. Nickel Clock He might be a bit heavy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he must be a hundred kilos. I think. Uh, look, what I'm saying, I, I think it, I love it. it has I legs, love it. and I think that Magic Round. We've got five round, five weeks to work on this. Mm-hmm. Magic Round's round ten, isn't it? We've got five weeks to work on it. Find a spot within that amazing program, all at Suncorp Stadium. They're all there. They're all ready to go. We can finally settle who is the fastest man in rugby league. <laughs> Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Another loss for the Broncos. Uh, what does that mean for that team? What does it mean in the city? A man who knows exactly is Ben Dobbin who joins us right now. G'day, mate. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are we? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think panic stations uh, have hit, but there's certainly some realisations at the Brisbane Broncos at the moment that there is going to be needed a massive change. Five weeks in, Kevin Walters has let everybody show them what they've got, and he is fully aware now of what is a complete rebuild at that club. So are you, are are you talking, saying that Dobbo? he didn't know, Dobbo? Sorry, MG, you're saying that he, that it was that Kevy was sort of unaware of the depth of the issues? Oh, I think anybody going into the Brisbane Broncos um, would always think, especially when you've had the success at Kevin Walters, that he would be able to not wave the magic wand, but be able to get the best out of some of these players that he thought. And that isn't the case. Uh, my understanding is that he is fully aware now that, you know, I don't want to say blow the place up, but it is there is going to be a, 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 a massive culling and there is also going to be a clean-out and there's going to be a change in the way they go about things moving forward. Who would be a, a top of that list, do you think, Dobbo, as far as um, players? Well, well who... I, don't, I, I don't know if... Who, but I think what what do they need? Like, if what do what do Brisbane need uh-huh. um, to be successful? And I would go straight to they need uh, a, a good edge back rower. They need good halves. They need a fullback that will come into the line and be a ball playing option, like um, Latrell Mitchell does, like Gutherson does. I think that I think if you looked at those four key positions, I think you know that they. they that's where they need to go to. They've also got to try and sign some of these players that, uh, you know, a few of them, like uh, E.G. Katoni Staggs, are, are being sought after by other clubs. And that also has a huge effect on whether or not um, they go a certain direction um, and where they go moving forward. It also looks to me like they need a massive change of attitude. Watching yep. their game on Thursday night against the Rabbitohs, I mean, you go through their roster, there's some talent there, but again, it just looks to me like they don't enjoy certain parts of the game. And those parts of the game are the ones where, you know, you need a lot of application, you need to find the joy in defending your own line, defending errors if you make them, coming up with different ways to enjoy, not the tries and not all the, you know, the, the, the flashy parts of the game but just getting in and, and doing some hard work because when they did that during moments of that game against the Rabbitohs, they had a little bit of joy. When when Haas came on and when when they put their heads down and they were willing to roll their sleeves up and go forward and then kick and do some of those boring parts of the game and do them okay, they put themselves in the contest, but they just don't stay at that for long enough. Uh, look, 
I've looked at this and, and I've seen Brisbane when they're at their best and I've seen them when they're obviously last year at their worst. And the, the one thing that I've taken out of this, and I'm sure you guys at a different level, but even when you play bush rugby league or when you play rugby league, but you come in as a young bloke and you're shown the way by older fellas around you and you mm. can do some great things. And when you drop the ball, there's another bloke to pick up the slack who muscles up. And every good side has a great spread of experience, whether or not it's your 250 game, or your 150 game, your 50 game, and your blokes in their first season. Brisbane are so deep in that, you know, zero to 50 games that there's no one to roll up the sleeves when it gets tough. There's no one that's putting their hand up and saying, we need to actually show these blokes. I, I spoke to Shane Webke about it a long time ago, and he said, look, when he was there, he taught blokes, and he got taught of other blokes when he was there how to play and, and how to game manage. And that's what Brisbane is missing. They are really missing some hard nuts in the forwards who, who are going to do that tough stuff and roll up the sleeves and make it an 80-minute game. And, and that's what they've got to go out and find. And, 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 look, they are trying in the market. They are in the market, Brisbane. They are working overtime. But they've got cap restraints. They've got, obviously, some, you know, they're still paying the Jack Bird at St. George. They're still paying for Andrew McCulloch at St. George. They're, they've got some, you know, they have got some cap restraints at the moment. They need to get rid of some players they obviously have got some big players on big money that aren't performing at the moment, and that's where their their focus is now, to try and get the best out of this squad for this year, try and get some players there that want to be Broncos moving forward. Dobbo, Kevy said in the press conference last night, oh, I think this is going to take longer than I first expected. So obviously the job's a little bit bigger than he thought coming in, and you mentioned that earlier. Do you think from the club's perspective they've put on a, a coach without the experience of ever doing a rebuild? Do you think they've got any regrets about the decision they made at the moment to put someone like Kevy in with, you know, not as much experience as maybe going with someone else that was in the market? No, not one bit. I spoke to Carl Morris today. I literally had a, a conversation with Carl Morris today and he said he couldn't be more happy where Kevin's headspace is at at this moment for the rebuild on this club, which means to me that Kevin Walters knows exactly what has to be done. And we can all read the tea leaves um, with what needs to be done, but there are players there on huge money that aren't delivering. And there are going to be some players that are going to be told that their services aren't required at the end of this season. And and you know what? It's going to be big stories and there's going to be some people who are dumbfounded. But what they're going to do is get back to the Broncos' ways of how to win games. The Brisbane Broncos are a successful club, but you know when it starts affecting TV ratings, when it starts affecting sponsorship dollars, when it starts affecting crowd numbers and performance, and it, you know it's bigger than just the, the 17 blokes that put the jersey on now. And, and, and that's where they're at. They know there has to be some changes at that club and Kevin Walters is fully aware my understanding is that the board, the chairman, everybody is very happy. They've got a new CEO starting in 21 days and they are very comfortable with some of the decisions that Kevin Walters is going to have to make in the next month or so. Yeah, well, television stations keep sticking them on Friday night, so there's mm. always going to be that pressure. You know, you yeah, know. That, yeah, how long is that going to last yeah. for, though? Honestly, Tony, like that, I know that they were high mm. rating, but like seriously, uh, you want to look at the magic round. Uh, Saturday and Sunday's tickets are flying at this present moment. On Friday night, you've got a Manly Broncos game, and that is the slowest selling tickets at the moment. Now, that is not the normal way. Brisbane embrace the Broncos, and, and at this present moment, if you spoke to us today around ticket sales, Friday night's the one that isn't that isn't really selling out fast. Now, traditionally, Brisbane crowds are late to the game. They buy late. 
But at this moment, they are uh, Saturday and Sunday of the Magic Round are streets ahead. Yeah, so but they must do a rate, Tony, because they did this last year. The Broncos didn't perform any worse really last year, and they were still on Friday nights, well, and now but, we find them on again this but, year. But so the still strategy's always been, well, they, yeah. you know, they want to get uh, Queensland. Why don't they put the Titans on Friday nights? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. Oh, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Don't think, that, don't think Brisbane are immune. The Cowboys have got their own set of problems up there yeah. in North Queensland as well. I mean... You know, you couldn't dream this and write this stuff up. So North Queensland have got some massive dramas. Um, I'm pleased with Todd Payton. And, and in a lot of ways, uh, and I'm saying, Todd Payton has inherited a roster a bit like Kevy, and he has he's going to have to make some changes. Like, the more the more and more this goes on, my mail is that Josh Maguire will end up at St George in the next couple of weeks. Um, that That is getting louder and louder, and there could be a direct player swap as well. St George have offered up a player to... Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, and, and that looks like in the next couple of weeks that will probably take place. So that frees up some money. So obviously what Todd Payton is doing is not riding off the year, but he's going to develop um, this game plan and this style of football that he wants the North Queensland Cowboys to play, and he's going to go into the market and try and get some key players as well. There is some good players coming off as well. I mean, you look at South Sydney, there's three absolute blue chippers that I know it, both all Queensland sides want Dane Gagai, uh, Adam Reynolds, and Jaden Sewer all are off contract. Um, like Gagai and Sewer both want to come back to Queensland. Um, so I mean, expect either North Queensland or um, the Broncos to be, you know, operating very heavily for those two. Dobbo, the elephant, well, not so much the elephant in the room is obviously Young Milford. Yeah. Um, the other night, he uh, Kevin Walters hooked Deaden. Um, yep. And after the game, said that uh, Milford played his best game this season. I don't know what game Kevy was watching because yeah. I didn't see Milford at all make any impact in that game. And I, I said in the commentary with Gerds, I said, why don't they put him at the fullback? I, mean, I know they tried that a year ago or, or, or the year before last, but I, I know they when they bought uh, Milford from Canberra, he he was a devastating fullback, and he mightn't be as fit as he was then, but. Surely, if you're looking for that ball-playing fullback who comes into the line, who can pass and who is dangerous, yeah. then why not give him a go at fullback? Well, I think you, you, you're right, MG, but the big issue is at the moment is fitness. There's, they don't believe that he's fit enough to play fullback. And when he was put there last year, he got injured and they lost him completely with a hamstring injury um, mm. when Seabolt put him at fullback. So the, the thought process behind it. But, look, look I mean, if you're, if you're talking about one player and, and – Kevin Walters absolutely has believed in Anthony Milford, you know, since 2015 when he was the assistant coach there and he had his breakout year. But since yeah. then, uh, he has not delivered. And, and I'd be highly surprised um, if at some point in the next month or so that Milford isn't playing in Trust Super Cup if his form keeps on going. I don't think that Brisbane and Kevin Walters and the coaching staff will tolerate that performance. The reason for Dearden coming off, you know, Dearden had shown enough He's a young bloke. Um, Kevin Walters is very clear that he doesn't want these. And this is the, the other concern. These young blokes continually getting beaten and the losses, what it does to their psyche, their psyche moving forward. You know, like they, we all say, oh, well, they're only a win around the corner. But when you keep on getting beaten and you keep on having um, losses like that, you know, it's got to start to play a factor. It becomes a habit. And, and that's yep. the worry as well. That's the concern. Indeed. The Kevin Walters and the Broncos. Yeah, plenty of them up there. All right, Dobbo, thanks so much. Always good to talk. Great to chat, guys. See you. See you, buddy. Ben Dobbin reporting on what is going on in Brisbane. Plenty to come this hour. We are going to chat with Jerome Luai. All things happening in, pa- uh, in Pantherland. Very, very positive. Plus, Rudy's mail on the Saturday Scrum. Woo!
Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. We've talked about the Broncos and the problems uh, which are so prominent and obvious. What about turning our attention then to the Rabbitohs? I mean, they have issues within their club in terms of who's going to be there next year and Adam Reynolds. But, gee, he once again came out and played a terrific game of footy. Yeah, they're just a really professional outfit this year, aren't they? Yep. And, you know, doing the basics right. They come up against opposition. They've got Cody Walker out, who's obviously uh, one of their main attacking threats. Benji slips in there. They completed almost 90%, control the football, kick, give it to Adam Reynolds to kick the Broncos to death, basically put them in their corners. Some, you know, really aggressive edge defenders in, in Sewer and... And uh, Kaloa Matangi was out, but uh, Host came in and did a wonderful job. And uh, Jai Arrow then comes on from the bench. Uh, yeah, they were just flawless the other night. They just clicked into gear. Didn't get out of probably second or third gear. Um, and it was just a really professional performance. Tommy Burgess needs a mention. Yep. Over wow. 230 metres, uh, no missed tackles. Close to 250. Yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. night. And I think everyone's talking about Luttrell and Cody Hill, and of course you would. But I think, you know, Tatola and Burgess and the boys in the middle are really getting it done for them and, and giving them opportunities to play the footy that we're seeing. And Luttrell, just amazing. You know, probably wasn't his busiest night, but everything he did and the way that he did it was class. And I really like the maturity in his game. You know, he, he used to be a guy, obviously, that's always been able to create big moments. And I think early on in his career, like most of us, you always feel like you need to make the big play. What I've seen with him this year is he's just happy to take the ball to ground. Um, yep. He's happy to just to, to do a simple hit up and he's just contributing in different ways to and that wait team. For the moment. And he's really developed as a player and it's been brilliant to watch. Yeah, we, we, we mentioned earlier, MG, that uh, the Panthers and, you know, we know how good they are. South Sydney, they're just not letting anybody down week to week. They're just a good team to watch, Tone. Yeah. They're just a really good team to watch. They have a very fluent backline play that not many clubs do, mm. um, especially when they go you know, from, from uh, right to left. When they go through the hands and then Luttrell t- chimes in, Gagai um, is in fantastic form. They've got no weaknesses at the moment. Um, Cam Murray continues to amaze with his, his subtlety in the game. He's not the biggest or strongest, but he, he, the lines he runs and the, the play-the-ball speed sets up everything. Um, in that team, and, and it's often underrated. I know it's not underrated by the New South Wales hierarchy, who who love him to death, and and, and Wayne Bennett would as well. But he doesn't he doesn't quite get the accolades that these other star-studded um, players do. And I was watching him closely the other night, and most times there was early in the game when um, Tavita Pengai Jr. come out of the line to try and put a hit on him, and Cam Murray in the same breath he stepped uh, to his right and took the ball kind of behind him and made half break. Not many players who have played the game can do that, and he's just a special talent. I love what, as I said, love watching South play, love watching Penrith play, love watching Parramatta play at the moment. Them three teams for mine um, are buzzing. Yeah, we spoke with uh, Daly Cherry Evans a little earlier, who uh, squeezed a field goal through to win the game. Adam Reynolds did a little bit more than that. He now goes down in history as the first <laughs> man in the modern NRL. Uh, yeah. era to kick a two-point field goal outside the 40 and did it with absolute Yeah, they, they played at Stadium Australia and that w- it went into the crowd. Oh, it 60 metres. It ridiculous. was ridiculous. He hits the ball so cleanly. Yeah. I mean, his kicking game. And it, it, it's such such a shame if he needs to leave because, you know, he's worked so hard and he's been through some really good times as most people do when they have a long tenure at a club and won a premiership and he's been through some tough times as well in rebuilding and most clubs, after they go through and they have that sort of that purple patch in the in when it was fourteen, and they had the all the all the crew together, and 
then they sort of capitulate. Everyone gets pulled apart. Then you, you go down again, and then uh, it's it's the boiler suit back on for a few years. But now he's got a group of, um, around him that can go on and win another premiership, and it just suits his role perfectly. You know, the way that they've got, you know, the, the combinations with you know, Cook and Walker and Latrell just allows him just to sit back. He still gets his hands on the ball a lot, yep. defends well and does what he needs to do, kicks his goals and his general play kicking is exceptional. Um, but the role just suits him to a tee at the moment. It's a shame that, um, you know, he might have to move on at the end of the year. Yeah, that's we'll, the way we'll that ask, it goes. We'll ask Reedy. He may have some mail on Adam Reynolds and where they are in that negotiation. But, MG, you just get the sense, don't you, that he's, he's a mature enough uh, player now that even if that is a decision is made that he's no longer there next year, that won't affect what goes on in season 2021. Yeah, I think as long as they do it abruptly, if one way or the, yeah. or the other, I think if they make this, if this keeps lingering, and, and look, all, uh, there's a lot of um, columns, column space in, in the in the papers and on all sports or rugby league shows. Um, we're talking about it at the moment. You yep. you watch any of the Fox shows, they'll be talking about it. Um, the news will be talking about it. The, the Telegraph and the Herald write about it. So until they get resolved that one way or the other, I, I think you're right, Tony. I think he's very professional, and whatever way the chips may fall, I think he's professional enough to know that he's got a job to do. While it would be very sad to see him not playing in the red and green uh, next year, uh, I think he'd be professional enough to know that, well, this is my last chance, along with a super coach, to win a competition before I fly off into the sunset and yep. and uh, set myself up it, for life. It could also work in their favour, Tone, because he means that much to the group that they might want to send him out in a certain way. Yep. And they can get, they can draw on that maybe through the final series. Because what have they played in four or five of the last prelims? They just haven't been yes, able to get yeah. to that next, next step. step. So, you know, there's a few things falling in their favour. This might be a minor distraction and really upset the fans and whatnot. But for that group, they know how close they've been and they can take another step this year. It just might be the little push that they need. Yeah. <laughs> Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Mail. Uh, it's back to Reedy's mail because he can't uh, be in the studio today. What about that? A couple of good weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, lads. Sorry, so lads. what's the story? You're actually you're playing football today. Well, it's the first game of the year for the Invincibles. We haven't lost, we didn't lose a game all last year, so we've got a very proud record to keep intact, but mm. up to up to Division 2 this year, Tone, so it'll be a bit mm. tougher. Wow. Well, I'm thinking we, we should only win 2 or 3 nil then. <laughs> I love your confidence. So you, it's an open division. It's like all ages. Over 45s, over 45s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. We'd probably win the all age too, though, to be fair. I love your confidence. Mm. I, yeah. Well, you've got to, well, there's no games. You've got to be confident before the season starts, don't you? <laughs> all we'll right. reassess after today. Okay. Well, all the best with that. Uh, what's going on in the world of the Cowboys and uh, Josh Maguire? Yeah, it's been a big week, hasn't it, for the Cowboys with yep. the Michael Morgan decision and the Josh Maguire uh, negotiations continue with the Dragons. The likelihood is that that will be finalised at some point, if not over the weekend, early next week. But he won't play this weekend, Josh Maguire. He's actually got an infection, um, I believe, in his elbow, uh, and he would have been 50-50 to play anyway. And I think they've just decided, well, he's probably not going to be here next week. He hasn't played a lot of footy lately. Um, it's best to, to maybe persists without him this weekend. So Josh McGoyle won't play this weekend for the Cowboys, and I expect that in coming days there'll be an announcement that he's moving to St. George of the But, but Reedy, wasn't I, it all dependent on an Adam, the Adam Clune swap kind of thing going no, on? No? No, I think the bigger issue there was money, time because he's on a big deal next year, and um, basically the two par- parties had to agree on an amount that the Cowboys would put in uh, next season to make the deal palatable 
to St George, and that's what they're working on on, the, on at the moment, finding an amount of money that both sides are happy with for Josh Maguire to move. But they, I imagine they'll get that done. They've done a bit of that, haven't they, the Dragons, Rudy? Mm. When you have a look at the go through their roster, Jack Bird's been paid, you know, by Brisbane, and Corey Norman is he still being McCulloch. paid by Parramatta? McCulloch's getting paid by the Broncos. Um, okay. Alvaro's getting paid by Parramatta. Okay. Wow. Uh, and there's one more off the top, man, I can't think of it. I think it's over a million dollars. That's a decent way to, yeah, save some money in the cat. It is. I'm still being yeah. paid by the ABC for here, so it's really, really worth it. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, they've done, it, they've done it pretty smartly, the Dragons. They're, 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 they're surprising everyone, and, you know, they're doing well on the field, but they're pretty clever off the field as well. They're spending a fair bit of their cap on their middles, though. I mean, didn't they They, they paid big money for Molo, too, didn't they? He'll be down there next year. They now did, yeah, comes year, in as well. Right, yeah. And, I mean, obviously they're waiting for Jack DeBellin and that, yeah. that court case starts again this week. So they'll know about Jack DeBellin in the next fortnight, I would mm. think. I mean, I think that'll happen pretty quickly. So you're right, they'll be pretty strong through the middle next year. And what about Corey Norman? Isn't he off at the end of this year as well? or is He's, he's off. And there, was a, there was a story going around that they'd started talks over a one-year deal. I checked with the Drags and they said, no, not yet. We're not ready to start talks with Corey Norman yet. Um, there's still a bit of water to pass under the bridge here. So... Uh, look, if he keeps playing the way he is, he'll get a new deal, but they're in no rush with Corey Norman. All right, what about the uh, the saga at South Sydney, Adam Reynolds? <laughs> well, it's funny, we got him after the game on Thursday night, um, got him in the sheds, uh, got him a couple of times, actually, because we, we just kept digging that well and keep going back to him, but specifically asked him about the Brisbane Broncos and whether they would appeal to him, and he was pretty clear about it. He said he'd be happy to move there. It's a powerful club. Uh, you know, it's a club that he compared to South Sydney in the, in the uh, their size and their gravitas, I guess. And, you know, obviously he's on the open market, Adam. I reckon that'll heat up this week. Uh, mm. I would imagine his management will start actively talking to clubs. And um, the Broncos are one of the clubs that are definitely interested in Adam Reynolds and he's interested in them. So uh, maybe they'll sneak under the Cowboys' garden and they'll, and they'll sign the playmaker they desperately need. So he's definitely not going to be at South. So from well, him or management... Uh, uh, they'd like to, I'd imagine, lock that away sooner rather than later, yeah, so we can get on with 2021. I wouldn't say he's definitely not going to be at South Skirts. I mean, it, it depends what he's, what's on on the table from elsewhere. Because I spoke to Nick Pappas, the South Chair, yesterday, and Nick said, we still want to keep him. Mm. We're not going to budge on the one year, yep. we, but we still want to keep him. So the door's open for him to stay, potentially, but it will depend purely on what's on the off, on offer elsewhere. If he gets a big offer elsewhere... The decision's made for him. Okay. Um, so it depends on what other clubs are willing to throw at him. All right, Rudy. Uh, what about – I read this morning uh, that Tony Staggs had told his Broncos teammates that he's staying. Now, you have different mail. Well, I'm not sure that's – I'm not sure it's over the line with Katoni Staggs. I mean, I know he's, the suggestion is he's told some teammates he will stay, but I'm, I'm told that there's no certainty about that, that he's in no rush and that – um, there's still some Sydney clubs that are hopeful that they can commit Katoni to come to them. So I'm not sure it's completely over the line. I still think there's a there's a, there's a sliver of hope for Sydney clubs that Katoni will leave at the end of this year. I was with uh, Johnny Cartwright last night, Rudy, if, um, mm. who was the assistant coach of the Broncos, and yep. I think uh, and Carmichael Hunt's name came up. Well, you know, I asked someone about him yesterday, MG, because I actually rang, because he's playing for South Slogan in the Queensland Cup. That's right, I rang yeah. The, I rang the CEO of South Slogan about Israel Palau, because I thought maybe they'd look at Izzy, because Izzy wants to play through the Queensland Club, Cup, which would potentially open the door to, to join the Broncos at some point. The issue for, for uh, Carmichael is uh, he hasn't got a Broncos contract, and he's basically, uh, look, they're, they're not ruling out him playing at some point, but it won't be early in the season, because they've only got one spot 
in their top 30 vacant, and they're not going to use that on Carmichael because I think uh, they want to keep it open for a while just in case Billy Walters gets out of the West Tigers. Um, but I would say beyond round 11, all bets are off with, with guys outside your top 30. And if they're still struggling, they will look at Carmichael Hunt. I mean, I was speaking to the guys at South Lake, and they said he has been amazing for that football club, not just on the field. They said he's been amazing off the field, Carmichael and the influence he has on other players, and that would seem what the Broncos need at the moment. So I wouldn't rule out him getting, getting a shot later in the year. All right, finally, the Sharkies. Uh, a couple <clears> of names <throat> I wasn't sure we're going to see back in the NRL. Gareth Widdop, yeah. Will Chambers. What's happening? Yeah. yeah, look, the Sharks got a lot of money to spend. We've, well, it's been well documented. They've got a lot of players off contract. and Obviously, in that situation, you get, you get players thrown at you. Gareth Widdop will be coming back to the NRL next year. He's being actively shopped. He got shopped to the Cowboys. He's been shopped to Cronulla. Um, he's playing, obviously, in the Super League at the moment. The Borough Report's playing really well. So he desperately wants to get back here. He's been offered to Cronulla. And Will Chambers is an intriguing one. I think he's um, playing rugby overseas. I can't remember what the latest was with him. I think he had a deal in Japan. But he wants to come back to the NRL as well. And he is being actively shopped around. And Cronulla's one of the clubs that's been targeted for Will Chambers. So... Um, you know, they've got a lot of money to spend the Sharks. They're going to have a lot of options, and those two blokes are definitely on the radar. Where's Josh Dugan? Where's his contract lie at the moment? Well, I believe his manager met with the club, I think it was yesterday or, or later this week. He's off contract at the end of the year, and it'll he depend is. on okay. how much money he wants, um, I would think, with Josh Dugan, because he's playing pretty good footy, to be fair, and he's still a, he's still a good player, Josh. But again, he's one of those guys at that club on huge money, yeah. and well, that money's not going to be there again. Well, he came in as a fullback, didn't he? He did. I think he was on. He was on massive money, eight hundred yeah. plus potentially. So that, that's not going to be there for Josh at his age and with what that, that club wants to do. But I wouldn't be surprised if they make him an offer. It just won't be in that same stratosphere. All right, Reedy. Well, good luck for your football this afternoon, my friend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we should be all right, Tone. I'm pretty what, confident. What position are you playing, Reedy? Well, this is the story in itself. Mm. Okay. You know, I'm a midfielder from way back. Yeah. I've been a midfielder my whole life. Yep. The coach has lost his left knee. Well, we're short on left backs. Uh-oh. So today, he's asked for a play left back. Left right out. You know what left back is? That's the position they give to the bloke who they just can't find a spot mm. for. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, one of, I'm, I'm one of the guns of the team. It's, it's <laughs> Sounds great. like it. Sounds like you were. My only advice to you is obviously go in hard studs up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, it's only one way to play, Tony. Absolutely. Uh, Rudy, all the best. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week, bud. Take it easy, guys. Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Just a terrific game uh, from the Panthers and no small thanks to this man, Jerome Luai, who joins us right here, right now. Congratulations on another terrific win, Jerome. Uh, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me again. Um, yeah, shout out to the 91 boys who were there last night and yeah, it was a really good win from the boys. Well, indeed, we have one of them sitting uh, with us, Mark. Guy, how was that for you guys? Ivan Cleary talked about the importance of that team in terms of the history of the club. For you guys, uh, young blokes to run out and they were, they were there, how was it? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, we're all local boys, so the history of the club means so much to us. And, um, you know, just a bit of extra, um, you know, to do it for. And those boys are there clapping us on and, you know, we need to put one on for the boys. It was fantastic to be there, Romy. I must confess, it was uh, the, the goosebumps when you guys ran out. It was um, it, t- it takes you back, and you. I thought, oh, just yeah. once, just give me give me a twenty four year old body once, just to let me go back on that field, <laughs> please. 
<laughs> oh, mate, look, you were on fire. You, that was, I think that was your most complete performance this season. You and Nathan's partnership is just going, getting stronger by the game. Um, you are in the system last year uh, with Origin, um, and your name's going to be brought port- up if you keep playing that way. Have you dared to dream yet about playing number six for New South Wales? I think, um, you know, I started to dream about it when I was, you know, included into that squad last year. So, um, you know, I always thought I wasn't good enough um, beforehand or before that happened. So it's definitely on my list, um, to-do list. And, yeah, I've got a lot of um, improvements to go. So uh, hopefully we can um, keep playing some good footy. Hey, Jerome, Ryan Goodley, mate. Congratulations on your form, buddy. Um, you can always tell a club's in a good position uh, when they've got depth. And when they've got guys coming yeah. in, um, and you don't see too much of a difference in the performance on a weekly basis. And you guys have got quite a bit of that going on at the moment. Let's talk about a little bit. Um, Matty Burton, he's switched to centre now. We saw him play in the halves recently. Um, combination with you on that left side, you're looking pretty comfortable. Lovely try last night. Lovely ball. But what about the way he moves before he catches the ball? Quality player, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. He done all the work. The ball was in the air and he just stepped off that left foot before he caught the ball. So yeah. um, that's pretty hard to do. And, you know, he's a footballer through and through. Um, and I'm really happy he stayed for this year because, you know, that kid can play some footy and he can play anywhere. Um, but like you said, we've got depth. Um, Appy and Dill are out right now, but yeah. it doesn't feel like we're missing anyone. So whoever's in there doing the job, they're doing a great job for us. And, yeah, we've got a lot of boys in, in waiting as well. Some young boys playing there in club. Um, they're waiting for their, their opportunity, but... Yeah, we do have a lot of depth, and that's good to have. What about over on that other side, Paul Mamorowski? Has he surprised you a little bit this year? Oh, he's a freak. He's good, uh, huh? <laughs> you know, I, watched, I watched him play some footy, um, but, you know, to have him out there on that right side, man, he's doing some freakish stuff, and he's a good guy off the field as well, so I'm really happy we've, we've got him um, in our side, and, yeah, he's a really good bloke as well. You score a brilliant little kick chase try. I think it might have been on play two uh, when you're up close to the line. Now, Shane Flanagan, I was listening to in, in commentary, he was asked, Drew, if he, that doesn't work out right, are you upset as a coach or not? And he said, you back the skill. Is, is that your attitude? Attitude, You know, if the opportunity's there, you take it? Yeah, 100%. I think that's just the way that, you know, I've grown up playing footy, um, if the opportunity's is in front of you, you've got to be, you know, willing enough to take it. And, um, you know, I haven't backed me um, with playing play like what I see in front of me. So, um, yeah, Nathan makes my job so much easier. I can, I can do that off the back of, you know, him controlling the side. So, um, yeah, I'm just playing what's in front of me. What did you make of your opponents last night, Romy? Um, obviously, the first 20 minutes was an arm wrestle. Um, they lost Klockstad, uh, the fullback, who was a big loss for them. But um, it yeah. seemed very, very physical in the middle. Yeah, it was a, a real big test for us boys um, in the middle and um, I think they knew that and they knew that what was coming so I thought they had done a really good job but um, I think we dropped like a couple, like some ball on the first tackle in in, um, in good ball so that, that hurt us a bit but, you know, for them to lose their fullback, um, I, know, I know it hurt them a little bit and I think they had um, Whitehead in the, in, in the centre so that would have um, messed them up a bit but, yeah, we, we took that opportunity and uh, I think our middle's done really well. Yeah, we, we all marvel at the way that you guys um, attack and some of the talent in the squad. But what doesn't go unnoticed is the appetite for your forwards to roll up their sleeves and get physical. Big Fish, the way that he's come on over the last yeah. couple of years. Your man on the left, Viliami Kikau, the way that he just throws his body into different situations during the game, um, it's impressive to watch. Yeah, uh, kicks and all the big boys, I can't give them enough, enough credit for what they're doing out there. 
um, you know, they're just laying that platform for us. And, you know, four kicks my bodyguard out there, and that's definitely what he's doing. So, um, like you said, he throws his body around, and sometimes he collects me in the tackle. Yeah, I was so, going to say, uh, I would imagine, yeah, other people cop it. He doesn't know what he's doing with it, but it's it's all in, isn't it? It's a it's just a great yeah. attitude that you guys have. Yeah, he's, he's he's a lot a lot more fitter this year, I think, and you know it's showing. And um, he's defending well, just as good as his attack. So I'm really um, happy with how Kicks is playing, and he's looking after me out there. So I love him next to me. Jerome, we, we mentioned it early. Poor old uh, Joseph uh, Tapanay was just standing innocently on the sideline uh, with a card <laughs> saying he was about to come on. Suddenly he got caught up in the middle of the celebrations uh, for a try. It was good. And suddenly he was public enemy number one. Uh, an interesting moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened until I watched the replay. and um, no, I'm having a laugh about it. But, yeah, he wasn't even on the field. So we're giving it to Chris. You know, he's got to pay a a bit of a fine now, so lucky he's on the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night games are always good. Um, I know you've got a young family. What, how do you how, how are you uh, the rest of the weekend? What are you up to, big boy? Uh, not too much. We've got training tomorrow because we've got that short turnaround over in Brizzy and we've got to fly down on Wednesday, so um, just kick the legs up and we've got to recover pretty fast with, um, with that short turnaround, so my little one will keep me busy. Now, you guys have all come through the system together. So, I mean, you're used to seeing this on a weekly basis, but Brian Toto, so we saw it last year. This year, he seems to have gone to another level. The amount of work he gets through uh, on a weekly basis is quite astounding. Has he always been this way? Has he always played the same way? Yeah, that's my boy, man, Bizza. I'm so happy to see him playing the way he is. Um, You know, he deserves all the credit he's getting right now, but he's he's such a hard worker and people don't see the work he, he puts in at home and stuff like that. Um, he's looking after his family as well, so we've got so much love for Biz and so much time, and um, you know he's only going to get better. Obviously, the, your your roles are many and varied, uh, setting up tries, scoring tries, leaping the highest in try celebrations, which is brilliant. But Ivan Cleary also says during the week, in terms of that e- energy, bringing energy to the group, you're very important. Do you feel that? I think everyone's got that energy. Um, I'm just you know one piece of the puzzle, but um, you know we've all got that energy and. We all want to be better each and every week. I think, you know, people are, are saying we're 5-0, but, you know, we come into training, you know, each Monday and it, it all starts all over again and we're looking forward to the next week. So we need to keep getting better and, you know, the, we'll watch our tape and, you know, there'll be plenty of ways for us to improve. How far away are the boys? How far away is Dylan and Appy? Not too far, hopefully. Um, I think they'll be back around the same time. So, um, you know, it'll be good to get them back. But, you know, for as long as they're out for, we've got a lot of boys doing, the, doing a real good job, so... Um, we'll keep turning up for the boys till they get back. One of the uh, traditions you boys have is walking into the ground with the ghetto blaster pumping. Um, what's <laughs> yeah. what? What do you? What, what's uh, what's uh, who's the artist you're listening to as you walk in? Oh, that's the one four boys. Hey, eh? they're from Mountie yeah. as well. So the Mountie um, County baby. Know, just, yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> just just showing them love. Hey, eh? you know whoever makes it from Mountie, you gotta gotta show them some love. So it's pretty tough area to make it from, and yeah, I'll keep it Mountie, brother. I love it. MG mentioned at the top of the show, obviously him from there, uh, that you can feel it in the community. It was obviously last year a very different different time with the COVID and so on, being able to get out and about in the community. But you can sense the the, the pride and the excitement among the uh, population. Yeah, um, you know we love this community, and I'm in Mount Druitt Food Court as we speak, so it's good to see a lot of people here in that, and I see a lot of Penrith jerseys being worn around a lot more now. So um, I think Coach said, you know, we're happy to be that um, you know sense of community pride and. Um, we've got a lot, lot of local boys here and you know we're doing it for a lot more than just ourselves so we love playing um, in front of our home crowd especially 
Hey, guys, it's Sturlow budding oh, in Sturlo. here. I, I went to Mount Austin uh, High School in Wagga. Does that make me a Mountie as, <laughs> yeah, as, as well? Yeah, kind of. It's all Mount in there. You're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 your postcode was 2770. Yeah, sure. Hey, Jerome, he's got all the chat, MG, but could you, you reckon you could – he's a little uncoordinated. Do you reckon you could teach him one of those handshakes? I'd love to see that. G, you got a handshake got in you? you but, uh, you've got to chuck a jersey oh, on first. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely – when I see Jeremy next, I'll, I want him to teach me a handshake for sure, 100%. Sugar those, MG, that's What are you eating, mate, by the way, in the food court, what are you getting? Oh, it's a day no, after a game. New, new sushi joint, eh? Oh, I'm gonna yeah. laugh, mate, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I got a dag with dog from the show yesterday. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, how's the indigestion? Oh, I tell you. Uh, Jerome, Luai, you've been playing brilliantly. Lovely to talk to you. Congratulations, May. It uh, last long. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. Um, all the best. Have a good week. Will Go, Jerome. There he is. What a terrific young man, Jerome. Oh, so impre- so yeah, impressive. Absolutely. So impressive. And they're a great mob together, and they are playing fantastic football. And Peter Sterling will join us full-time and officially uh, in about five minutes' time right here on the Saturday Scrum. The Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream.